0: Uh, Repeat after me. The Ninth Commandment is... is, Thou shalt not bear false witness witness against thy neighbor. neighbor. And 82 asks, What is required in the Ninth Commandment? Please hear the answer. The Ninth Commandment requireth the maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man, and of our own and our neighbor's good name, especially in witness-bearing. Let's go now to the reading of God's Most Holy Word, Zechariah 8, 14-17. The Scriptures say this, For thus says the Lord of hosts, As I purposed to bring disaster to you when your fathers provoked me to wrath, and I did not relent, says the Lord of hosts. So again, I have purposed in these days to bring good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Fear not. These are the things that you shall do. Speak the truth to one another. Render in your gates judgments that are true and make for peace. Do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. And love no false oath. For all these things I hate, declares the Lord. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Uh, Father, would you bless now the preaching of the Word this afternoon as we consider these wonderful truths contained within the catechism for us, a truth drawn straight from the pages of Holy Scripture. Help us to understand this ninth commandment and what it requires of us, O Lord, so that we might serve you faithfully. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We've developed this tradition at Emmaus over the years to answer the question, have you kept this law, that is to say God's moral law, perfectly, with the answer, no, we have violated this law in thought, word, and deed. We didn 't come up with this tradition it's it's um, a tradition that the reformed have had for a long time, but it is a very helpful saying, and so that's why we've adopted it as our own. We, we are reminded that we are violators of god's law left to ourselves we stand guilty before God, and yes, it is true we are no longer guilty if we are in Christ, but we stood guilty before we placed our faith in him, and that is the point we need Christ, and we are reminded of that fact every time we hear God's law and say this saying. And this saying is also helpful because it reminds us that God's law is to be kept by us not only externally, but also in the mind and with our words. Have you kept this law? No, no, we have violated it in thought, word, and deed. And it is a helpful reminder to the people of God that now that we are in Christ and cleansed by His blood, we are to keep this moral law of God that has been revealed to us, not only externally and formally, but also with our thoughts and with our words. Thou shalt not murder, the law says. And most men would probably think that they have kept this law, that is, until they remember what Christ said about it. He said, You've heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Let that sink in for a moment. Do You see what Christ did there with this law, thou shalt not murder. He he says it's not just about that. That's the external thing that we shall not do. Uh, That's the external thing that is forbidden. We're not to take a life unjustly. But to understand this law really and and thoroughly, we we must say that neither are we to be angry unjustly with our neighbor in the heart. Neither are we to speak evil of them, to curse them, or to insult them. This too is a a violation of, of God's moral law. And so Brothers and sisters, we do need to move beyond a superficial understanding of God's moral law, of these Ten Commandments. We must learn to apply these truths very deeply. And my my prayer is that as we do, it will drive us to Christ um, over and over again, that we will become more and more aware of our need for Him, uh, as we consider just how much we have violated God's moral law. And that it will also produce in us greater Holiness, greater piety, uh, that we as God's people would not only be concerned with the external keeping of God's law, but that we would think to ourselves, I wonder if I have violated this law in my heart, or with my lips even. Um, and if I have, uh, I need to turn from it into Christ and to walk in a more faithful manner. So the law, thou shalt not murder, also forbids unrighteous anger in the heart and all insulting And the same sort of thing is true of the sins of of idolatry and adultery, etc. These moral laws forbid and require certain actions, but they also forbid and require certain thoughts and words. The thing that I would like you to notice about the ninth commandment is that it has to do with our words and not our actions. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, is the ninth commandment. And what does this require of us? Again, the answer the maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man, and of our own and our neighbor's good name, especially in witness bearing. The Christian, indeed all people, are to use their tongues, the tongues that God has given to them, for good and, and to promote truth. Clearly this commandment forbids lying. So don't lie, brothers and sisters. Don't tell a lie. Don't say anything that is not true But rather, with your tongues, speak the truth. This is especially important in witness-bearing, our Catechism says. So if you are ever called to testify in a court of law, or if you are ever called upon to serve as a witness in some other civil or churchly matter, it is especially important that you tell the truth then, for what you say will affect the judgments that are reached, and these judgments will likely have a significant impact upon other people's lives and reputations. Our catechism says that we are to tell the truth so as to promote and maintain our own and our neighbor's good name. Perhaps you have noticed how common it is in our day for men and women to tell lies about others or to twist the truth regarding others, so as to damage their reputations and thus gain some advantage over them. I think this is particularly common in politics today. And it truly is vile. We should have nothing to do with this, brothers and sisters. Not only should we be concerned to preserve life, thou shalt not murder, but we should be concerned to, to preserve the reputation of others. And to not tear them down. I did appreciate how Pastor Phil spoke to our children this morning. Just to emphasize how how powerful our, our tongues are. And how damaging our words can be if misused. I mean, you really can kill someone, metaphorically speaking, with the tongue. You can do great damage to their reputation. Their lives can be ruined if we decide to speak words that are untrue about them. Look at our culture, brothers and sisters. Truly our culture is vile in this regard. So many tell lies, and so many do great damage to the reputation of others with their tongues. We as Christians must have nothing to do with this. And notice that our catechism does not here deal with what is forbidden, namely lying, but with what is required, in question 82. The ninth commandment requires that we promote the truth between man and man. Not lying and promoting the truth are related things, but they are not the same things. It is one thing to not tell a lie, but it is another thing to promote the truth. Not telling a lie may involve refraining from speaking, but promoting the truth will require speaking the truth whenever it is our responsibility to do so. So the ninth commandment does not only command us not to do something, uh, don't tell a lie, but it also requires us to do something, namely to promote the truth amongst men. To, To illustrate, if a person has been wrongly accused of a crime, and you know they are innocent, and can provide information to demonstrate that they are innocent. Then it would be a violation of the ninth commandment to refrain from speaking. Does that make sense? For you to remain silent, you know that would be a violation of the ninth commandment, because you have you have information, you have knowledge that can um, help to promote the truth in the situation and thus protect the life of, of another human being. So yes, you could remain silent and. Technically, not tell a lie. But by remaining silent in a situation like that would mean that you violate the Ninth Commandment because the Ninth Commandment is really about the promotion of truth amongst uh, amongst men. The protection of our neighbor's good name and our own good name. So do not only not lie, but rather be resolved to use your words to promote the truth. Here on earth, think of how happy our families, our churches, and societies would be if men and women promoted the truth with their lips. Do you ever stop just to think about this? Think of how happy we would be if this were common within our families, churches, and societies. Sometimes I think about the new heavens and the new earth, you know, um, and how wonderful that place will be. Uh, obviously because we'll be in the glorious presence of God there, but just to be in a place where there is no more falsehood, <laughs> there is no more lying, there is no more slander, there is no more libel. Uh, how wonderful it would be to live in a place like that, but we live in a culture that that is so very sinful in this regard. Lies are told, truth is not promoted, and our society languishes as a result of it. This is, what the Lord's, this is what the Lord commanded Old Covenant Israel to do in that Zechariah 8 passage that I read earlier. These are the things that you shall do. Speak the truth to one another. Render in your gates judgments that are true and make for peace. Do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. And love no false oath. For all these things I hate, declares the Lord. That's strong language. I hate these things, the Lord says. I hate it when a society grows so corrupt, where where people love falsehood, where people promote that which is false, where lies are spoken and lives are are ruined as, as a result. As we've been studying these Ten Commandments, I've often been struck by the thought of how wicked our society is. I think when Christians think of the evils of our society, they often think of the great evil of abortion and how it violates the sixth of the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt not murder. But if we were to consider our society with eyes wide open, I think we would see that sin is truly rampant. Men and women do often tell lies and fail to promote the truth with their tongues. This happens in the media, in politics, in law, in day-to-day life. And it is truly sad. We, have, we as Christians and as a church must be counter-cultural in this regard. And where do we learn to speak the truth in love? Except in our families and in our churches. This is where we learn it. This is where we practice it. Parents, we must teach our children not to lie, but rather to speak what is true. And this we must also do in the church. And I'm afraid that many within the church do break the ninth commandment, not by lying, but by failing to tell the truth. Sometimes pastors are even guilty of this, for sometimes it is easier and safer to withhold the truth. Um, Speaking the truth is sometimes risky and scary. But do not forget what Christ said, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth does have this power to set men and women free. Clearly there he was referring to the truth of the gospel, but the principle applies to truth in general. The truth brings light. The truth brings freedom. The truth is very powerful, friends. The truth brings life, whereas falsehood brings death. And so we must be committed to promote the truth with our tongues. We must learn to speak the truth in love. That is what Ephesians 4.15 says. And do not forget what James said regarding the tongue. It is most unruly. It is most unruly. It's easier to learn to control your, your body, you know, your, your, your fists, than it is to um, control your, your tongue. Both are parts of our bodies. I realize that now. Huh? But do but, but you know what I mean? It, it is one thing to, to gain control of your body so as to not strike or so as to not murder. But the tongue is that part of the body that is most unruly. And even Christians struggle to control it so that we use the tongue. For good to build up and to not tear down, to speak the truth and to not lie, and to promote the truth whenever it is in our power to do so. We must learn to do this, brothers and sisters. We must grow in our piety in this regard. We must be godly not only in our actions, but also with our words. And of course, all of this flows from the mind and the, and the heart. And so may the Lord help us in these things. What is required in the Ninth Commandment? Hear now the answer once more. The ninth commandment requires the maintaining and promoting of the truth between man and man and of our own and our neighbor's good name, especially in witness bearing. Uh, let's bow for a word of prayer as Mike comes up to lead us in another song. Father in heaven, help us to be serious about holiness. Help us to see that, of course, we need Christ. We have violated this law and thought word indeed. Um, help us to never forget that. But may we also be very much concerned with holiness. And Father, I do pray for us, especially as it pertains to the use of our tongues. Uh, Father, help us to use our tongues to build up, to promote truth. Uh, Help us to use our tongues for good and not for evil, O Lord. Uh, Strengthen us by your word and spirit, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.